we'd like to welcome you back to part 6 of our current event and weekly Bible study for May 26, 2013. And um, last part, we've got about four more pages to go on the PDF. We're going to be getting into a lot of the new emerging viruses that have cropped up. Some are have been around for a while. Some are more on the cutting edge, newer things that have just been announced. So, uh, going into part six, I think that's a record. I think I did a part six probably four or five years ago. And this will be, I think, on par with that one. So, the first question, again, we're really still fielding questions, is from a listener named, uh, my friend of mine named Greg, and it's regarding the new SARS virus spreading in several countries. And there was a little uh, video that came with this. You can click on if you like. And he says, does your mild silver protein protect against SARS? Uh, he says, start listening at the 20-minute mark, and they're talking about the new SARS spreading from Saudi Arabia, and it's spread to several countries. We're going to be talking more about that in this teaching. I'm, I'm hoping I can get this last part done in one part here. Um, my response, yes, the original SARS outbreak in the Orient was actually treated with Invive 5,000 part per million mild silver protein. From my website we read, and there's actually, you can go up to dr-johnson.com, and there's a doctor's desk reference tab, and it's got a whole bunch of things listed there, a whole bunch of protocols for different things. And there is one for SARS, which stands for Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome, and it is the 5,000 part per million silver, um, one tablespoon every four hours. And that's a really heavy-duty dose, but this stuff can kill you very quickly. Uh, you do that until you're asymptomatic. And typically, you know, you're not talking about having to do this for weeks on end or anything. It's typically knocks it out pretty quick. Uh, I would say no more than a week. Uh, so the above is, the, this is from Invive. Uh, the above is the dosage that saved our SARS patient in Beijing, but whose doctor actually died and 16 other hospital nurses also died who did not receive the Invive Silver. But our patients on the Invive Silver survived. And so they were right on the cutting edge. They actually were corresponding with, uh, I think, the premier of China. And they uh, gave them the silver, gave it to the patients, all the patients that took the 5,000 part per million Invive Silver lived. But many of the doctors and nurses treating them who weren't getting it, they died. And they actually even tried to duplicate the formula from uh, my correspondence with the uh, owner of Invive, and they weren't able to figure it out because it, it uh, the calculations on how to actually mimic this formula and, and the way they've stabilized it, um, it goes into like the millions. It could take you like a million, millions of different calculations to actually try to recreate this stuff. The, the guy, the MD, that actually figured out a way, the way that Invive makes theirs, the way that their silver is different and it's stabilized. He said that God showed him how to do it, and nobody's been able to figure it out how he did it since then. So that MD was most likely assassinated for what he did know, and um, that's a whole other story. But anyway, it had a lot to do with this SARS thing because it did work on it. So um, what the reason being is that when these outbreaks actually happen the New World Order is going to want you to come to them to get their remedy. Okay? 
their vaccine or whatever drug they're going to push. Most likely it's going to be a vaccination. Though, and we've done tons and tons of teachings on vaccinations. The uh, unbelievably malevolent, nefarious agenda behind vaccines. And if you don't know about that, just key in vaccine or vaccinations. In the keyword search box at continuingfortruth.com and we'll walk you through that. So I'll give you the, a little bit of information on the Invive Mild Silver Protein. Um, actual mild silver protein scientific and medical studies that have been done. Um, the truth about mild silver protein, rebuttals of promoters, misinformation, this types of stuff. There's a lot of a lot of mis and disinformation out there regarding the subject of colloidal silver. It took me boy at least ten years to finally figure it out. It took me ten years. I was using the low part per million stuff for a long time and really not getting results, anything to speak of. And then I, I found out about Invive Silver and it was a totally different, totally different experience at that point of what uh, colloidal silver can actually do at, at the higher potencies in particular. So anyway, um, also there's a, uh, I, I post a link here for the new SARS-like coronavirus suspected at New York Hospital. So he was talking about SARS spreading in like overseas, but there's actually uh, just came out with this uh, new SARS-like coronavirus suspected at New York Hospital, and um, I'll just give you an excerpt from that. AvionFluTalk.com, which is an online discussion forum created in 2005 to track the potential threat of avian flu pandemic, has been the venue for a serious discussion regarding the new SARS-like coronavirus infecting patients at a New York hospital leaving several in critical condition and resulting in three deaths. Uh, The new SARS-like coronavirus recently emerged in the Middle East, infecting 41 total worldwide, resulting in 20 deaths, and is primarily spread by limited human-to-human transmission. Experts fear that the virus's early ability to transmit among humans could spark a global pandemic should the virus mutate further and achieve sustained human transmission. Nurses working at St. Luke's Hospital in New York have claimed that there are several cases of this new SARS-like virus in the hospital's ICU which have gone misdiagnosed and that are, in fact, the new deadly virus. There's typically always cover-ups when it comes to this kind of stuff. It's just the norm. A nurse who works at the hospital believes there is a potential outbreak of this new SARS-like virus, and she too has been hospitalized with the flu-like symptoms. Although hospital administrators have made no comment about this matter, Posters on the online message board at avionflutalk.com have indicated through research that it is influenza B. Uh, Nurses are disputing that claim, stating the fact that the new coronavirus is actually the culprit. So, this kind of stuff, again, goes on all the time, cover-ups like this. The nurses feel they have an obligation to speak out about their suspicions in this matter. I'm surprised they haven't all been terminated. They're probably all terminated by now. I mean, at least lost their jobs. Um... So, some related articles regarding this. I give you a lot of, if you want to research this further, I give you a lot of different links you can click on to go further. I'm just going to read you the titles. Uh, World Health Organization reports first patient-to-nurse spread of the new SARS-like virus. These are all very current when I'm giving you. So, World Health Organization is on this now. Uh, Then one called SARS-2, public health officials on alert after new virus is detected. Next one, who urges, which World Health Organization's who, who urges vigilance over SARS-like virus? 
Next one, Kate Middleton Hospital nurse dies in suspected suicide after being duped by Aussie radio show. Um, that's related as well. Who says new virus can pass between humans? So, human-to-human transmission. And typically, when you're dealing with human-to-human transmission, the, obviously the worst way is when it becomes airborne. Because you can cough, another person inhales the particulates, then they're infected. That's the most aggressive way of um, transmission. That's when things can become a pandemic, when that happens, typically. Now, next one is entitled, Tunisian man traveling to Saudi Arabia dies of the coronavirus, which is what we were just talking about. Scientists worried the Muslim Hajj pilgrimage to Mecca may touch off a global pandemic. And here we have a guy in a turban getting his vaccines. And then we have a picture of the Kaaba in Mecca, the black thing where everybody goes there, makes their pilgrimages, marches around, they feel all nice, broke from religious Muslim style, and they're required to do that once in their lifetime. There, it shows a picture of that, which that would be an ideal vector for creating a pandemic. You know, if one, several people were infected and they had this pilgrimage, you were in unbelievably close proximity to everyone else, um, and that would be, yeah, a ideal way to, uh, Spark a pandemic. The 2013 Hajj will take place in mid-October. This is the pilgrimage to Mecca where they go visit Mr. Stoney that they all worship. And um, they uh, will take place in mid-October, only five months from now. Experts watching the coronavirus situation, the SARS coronavirus situation, are already worried about the potential for a spread of the new virus, both within Saudi Arabia and internationally. This is out of Tunisia. Tunisia's health ministry says a 66-year-old man has died after being infected by the new coronavirus following a visit to Saudi Arabia. The ministry statement reported that his son and daughter were also diagnosed with the virus but have been treated and since recovered. The cases are the first for Tunisia and indicate that the virus is slowly trickling out of the Middle East where more than 30 cases have been reported. There have been at least 20 deaths from the virus worldwide. The new coronavirus is related to SARS, which killed about 800 people in 2003. That was what I just referenced in where the doctors in Beijing um, and the nurses died, but the people that got the invited silver actually lived. That was where a ton of them were actually killed, is in that region. The World Health Organization has issued a blunt assessment of the coronavirus outbreak in Saudi Arabia, acknowledging for the first time that there are concerns the virus may be spreading from person to person, at least in a limited way. So, it goes on. You, you can read more if you like. Um, it says it also warned hospitals in Europe to be on a lookout for the coronavirus cases coming in by air. Ambulance says the numbers of such patients may rise if the public is affected. Uh, countries are afraid to seek care in their own hospitals. I mean, Jesus Christ said in Matthew 24 and elsewhere that there's going to, in this time we're living in, there's going to be plagues and pestilences. Earthquakes in diverse places, wars and rumors of wars. So these are things that have all been predicted, and it's just, you know, when the big one happens, I don't know. It's hard to say. I did that tour back in 06 about the avian flu because I felt that it could happen that year even. And God in his mercy has uh, pushed things back and pushed things back, and we haven't had the, the big one happen yet, but I, I believe it really is just a matter of time regarding these things. Next report. Now, this is a whole other ball of wax here. We talked about the SARS coronavirus. I could have just focused in on that, but then there's also a lot of other things going on. This is even bigger. 
the H7N9 bird flu. Now, the one I talked about, and the one we heard a lot back in 06, and in that time era, was the H5N1. This is the H7N9 bird flu. And swine flu can combine and mutate. New strain from flu in birds and pigs could become a pandemic threat. Uh, Hong Kong researchers warn. This is from two days ago. And we see a picture here of a guy named Professor Guan Yi. And um, the H7N9 bird flu virus may combine. Um, when I say picture, I mean on the PDF that I'm looking at. That is my template for the teaching that I put up with this teaching. Uh, this is like 37 out of a 39-page PDF. So the H7N9 bird flu virus may combine with the swine flu and mutate into a new virus strain. A University of Hong Kong research team warns. The team's study confirmed that the bird flu could be transmitted through the air and suggested it might already be spreading among humans. Um, So a lot of talk now of human-to-human transmission. All of a sudden, like in the last couple weeks even, now all of a sudden, H7N9, SARS coronavirus, now all of a sudden they're saying, oh, our new research has confirmed that these things can be transmitted through the air. Human-to-human transmission. Okay, that's a major deal. So, this is why I didn't really want to wait any longer to get on this, kind of bring out this information here. It is possible that the virus can now evolve further to form the basis of a future pandemic threat. Professor Zhu said the more sick time chickens, the more time sick chickens and pigs spent in close contact, the greater the likelihood of the two viruses, the bird flu and the swine flu, combining and mutating into a new virus strain. Okay, even though I believe these things 99% of the time are created in the lab, and then they just blame it on this, these things. Uh, I went into that in detail in my avian flu presentation. I'll, I will give you a link to that uh, coming up here. So, next report. Uh, it's airborne now. Human transmission of the deadly H7N9 virus has now been confirmed. Now, this has been on the news, but we're talking kind of pushed to the back page. Okay. So, it's a pretty big deal if you ask me, but in April of this year, researchers studying the H7N9 bird flu virus in China advised global governments to get prepared for the worst case scenario. According to the World Health Organization, H7N9 is one of the most lethal influenza strains ever identified because it mutates eight times faster than a normal flu virus. And according to official records, it has a death-to-infection ratio of about 25%. Now, H5N1 was in around the 60% range. So, H5N1, the one I talked about back in 06, actually has a, a, is more deadly, it sounds like. But this one mutates eight times faster than a normal flu virus. So, you know, there's kind of pros and cons to both strains here. Not really pros, but I mean, there's, there's, there's things that are more, uh, Infectious regarding this strain as opposed to the H5N1. It was initially believed that the virus could only be transmitted to humans who have had direct contact with poultry. After 36 H7N9 deaths and 131 infections officially reported since the virus was first identified, the worst case scenario that may be feared now uh, may be on the horizon. The Sun China Morning Post is reporting that researchers have confirmed that not only can the virus be transmitted from one human to another, but it has actually gone airborne. 
The H7N9 bird flu virus can be transmitted not only through close contact, but by airborne exposure. A team of University of Hong Kong found that after extensive laboratory experiments. So it's a pretty big deal. Now, you could say, yeah, 131 of 36 deaths, what's that compared to worldwide population? You have to understand, the Illuminati will always telegraph their punches. This is a card they've been waiting to play for a long time. Only God can determine when this actually happens. Satan has to go to God for permission to do things like this. Okay, He can't just annihilate half the planet and not go to God for permission about that. So that's, that's the point I'm trying to make here. The Illuminati always telegraphs their punches. They're doing a lot of telegraphing right now. Airborne transmission, human-to-human transmission. I haven't really seen that a lot in previous years. Whether it was the swine flu, the H5N1, that was the big thing they were waiting on the H5N1, if it actually went airborne, human-to-human. Never really fully manifested. Okay, Um, They're saying now this is human-to-human and it is airborne. And not only is it H7N9, it's the coronavirus SARS. The SARS coronavirus as well. And now they're saying the H7N9 can combine with the swine flu to make a real Franken-virus. So, man, I mean, as a watchman, I've got to, you know, say something about this. Um, One researcher said people may be transmitting the virus before they even know they've got it. It's important to note that the Chinese government has never been very straightforward about statistics especially if they involve negative perceptions of their country. So in all likelihood, the H7N9 virus has infected countless others. That's a, that's a great point. Just like these nurses are coming out saying uh, in this uh, that hospital, and I believe in New York that we just reported on, they're saying, no, no, this is the SARS coronavirus killing people. And they're being overrode by their superiors saying, oh, no, it's just a regular flu. You're not going to get a straight answer from Satan. Just like I said before, you're not going to get a straight answer from Satan on the death toll on this more on this more tornado. First day it was like 51, then they like reduced it to 24 or something. Yeah, 24, right? Just like when Charlie blew through um, Northport, Port Charlotte, Punta Gorda, which was literally we were on the on the outskirts of that thing. Where, where we lived at the time. We were a little bit inland, and we were just north of it in North Fort Myers. And Charlie goes through there and annihilates. Charlie was a small hurricane, but extremely powerful. And it cleared a path, almost like that tornado did, through there. We've even seen the path before. That area was totally devastated. I know first-hand witnesses said that there were ice trucks literally picking dead bodies up and putting, and like the death toll was something like three, they, they admitted to, or so. it was some unbelievably lowball number. They always lowball stuff until they're getting ready to really, it's almost like dry runs, you know? So that way it doesn't spur a panic if they lowball the figures, you know? Anyway, so that's something else to think about. Uh, early reports indicate that the virus is resistant to Tamiflu which is a horrific drug, I put horrific in there, commonly used to treat most flu symptoms. I had a whole section on Tamiflu. In my Avion Flu, and I'll give you a link to that if you want to watch it. I want to go into it again, but the stuff is beyond nasty, and it is worthless. 
worthless for this stuff. It was worthless for H5N1. It's worthless for H7N9. It is, it is nothing that you want to mess with. Um, given that research shows the virus can spread through the air before symptoms appear, it's certainly possible that an outbreak is in its preliminary phase right now. Curiously, the United Nations reports that the virus may have already cost the global economy some $6.5 billion in losses. Six point five, not million, billion. Uh, that's a lot of money for them to be saying very little about this. And they go on to say those are massive numbers given only one hundred and thirty-five, only of the only one hundred and thirty-one official cases that have been reported. You're telling me out of them, they're saying thirty-some died or something. 36. 36 out of the 131 official statistics, 36 have died. And this has cost the world $6.5 billion in losses? It doesn't make any, any sense whatsoever. Those numbers do not add up. Okay? So I'm saying that I believe there's a gigantic cover-up regarding this. And... Um, We'll know soon enough if the Chinese government has controlled the outbreak among its one billion population um, and if it's taken hold in other countries. If it's airborne, the contagion will spread like any common cold or flu. Pandemics have been responsible for deaths of hundreds of millions of people throughout history. And once they start, they're hard to control. With having H7N9 uh, having a mutation rate that that is eight times faster than other flu viruses, it could very well become even deadlier than it is now. Now, in that case... Whatever remedy you're trying to implement, you're going to want to implement it really quick. You know? Uh, whether it's the the 5,000 part per million silver, whether it's uh, like a really professional grade strength echinacea. Uh, but I wouldn't, honestly, for something like this, the only thing, I'm not saying God can't protect you, the only thing I know of that would be aggressive enough, if it has that type of eight times faster, and it's potentially deadly, and if it's engineered, <laughs> Then you know the only thing I know of strong enough is the is the five thousand part per million silver. I'm not saying that like a really good, um, let's say a liquid, high strength oregano oil, like from North American Herbs, they makes a, they make a really good one. A really professional grade echinacea, like from Mediherb, they make a really good echinacea. Um, I'm not saying there's a, not other alternatives out there. Here's the difference. If you were infected with something engineered like this, okay, let's say you got the vaccine and it was in the vaccine, like like the Spanish flu of 1918-19 and the people that died from that were the ones that were vaccinated. They were literally infected with this so-called Spanish flu of 1819, uh, from uh, 1918 to 1919. The people that died were the ones that got the vaccines. I've already given the, the, um, the testimonies, first-hand testimonies of people verifying that. Killed about 50 million people worldwide. That's very conservative. It could be double or triple that. They really couldn't do accurate body counts. Not only are they going to lowball the body counts, but the body counts aren't going to be accurate because people were so afraid they were burying people in mass. So it's not like they were keeping really good statistics at the time. Uh, I get all into that in the avian flu presentation that I give you the link for. Okay, so we have that scenario. Um, okay, so in that scenario... Let's say you had loaded up on the best vitamin C, echinacea, 
whatever. These are all things that boost your primary immune system functions. Things like increasing white blood cell counts, making your thyrus go on, uh, elevating thyrus, uh, thymus activity. Thymus is an actual gland behind your breastbone that has a lot to do with um, immunity. Uh, let's say your adrenals were, were right up there functioning optimally. If you were artificially infected with an engineered virus, an engineered Frankenvirus, having a high-functioning immune system would be excellent. But it might not be enough to overcome the sheer ability of that virus to multiply, especially if you've got something multiplying eight times faster than a flu virus. The difference between something like colloidal silver and something like echinacea or something like taking food state vitamin C is that the colloidal silver acts as a secondary immune system in the body. Meaning, your primary immune system, which is like your thymus, it has a lot to do with your adrenals, white blood cells, that's your primary immune system. That's the immune system God gave you in order to stave off bacteria, virus, fungus, bad guys, essentially. There's your lymphatic system. There's a lot of, I'm, I'm oversimplifying here. Then you can take a product like colloidal silver, which acts literally as a secondary immune system in the body that is not dependent on your primary immune system. Meaning you take the colloidal silver and it's going to kill bad guys regardless of what, your, what kind of shape your primary immune system is in. Whether it's an optimal or whether it's in not so optimal shape. That's the cool thing about it. Because you can dose high on something like 5,000 part per million silver for a short period of time, I mean, you can even do it longer, but you can dose high and not have to worry about, oh, I'm going to OD on this stuff because it's safe. There's never been a case of, of Argyria reported. That's where they turn gray. That's the people that drink the generator silver they make, which is like 99% ionic. It's not colloidal. And they all, I, I met a lady in Topeka on tour, and she was morbidly gray. And she was a pastor's wife, and she said... Um, I drink 16 ounces of colloidal silver a day. I make it with my generator, and I don't get sick, but turn me gray. And I mean, she looked fresh out of the casket. I'm talking really, really morbidly gray, ashen. Um, so that type of silver is very cheap. It has a very low, um, uh, it doesn't last very long. It falls out of solution very quickly. It's not stable. It's primarily ionic, and it's not actually true colloidal silver. But even that silver acts as a, as a secondary immune system in the body and it's not dependent on your primary. That's all you had. I'm not saying don't take it. Okay? I'm just saying long-term use of it. You know. I tend to only use the colloidal silver now two, three times a week. I do a couple droppers under my tongue. It keeps candida and yeast in check in your body. Okay? Um, if you're doing flora... For your intestinal tract, that's going to do a lot to, to compete with the, with the candida and flora in your body. The silver is actually killing candida colonies in your system. I'm very prone to that. Um, growing up being a carboholic, carb junkie kind of thing, you're going to be prone to candida because candida feeds off carbs. It loves carbohydrates. It's just a fact. So once you're prone to it, you're going to pretty much be prone to it, Okay. And I don't eat near as much carbs now, but still, I have that 
tendency. So I'm not taking the silver every day now, typically. I do, I don't know, a couple dropper fulls. I mean, like, I'll suck the whole thing. I actually do have droppers now, okay? Um, my source dried up a while back. I found a new source. I've actually got droppers now. And when I ship out silver now, I'm going to try to include a dropper with it for free. Um, they um, basically cost me a couple bucks, but I'm probably just going to go ahead and throw it in there. And um, you can find them online, too, as well. For You do it for a four-ounce glass bottle dropper, four-ounce. So anyway, um, it really does help. So I do like a couple under a couple of those under my tongue two, three times a week. That's all I do. Now, if I were to get sick, though, or if we were to have a pandemic, or if I were to be infected, that is when I would load up on the silver. Now, I'm saying this also from an economical standpoint. If you do like a maintenance dosage on the silver... 10 to 15 drops per day under the tongue. A bottle lasts you like a long, long time because there's like over 2,000 drops per bottle. If you did 10 drops a day, you do the math. It's like over a 200-day supply, one bottle. So it, if you space it out, it's not really expensive. Um, it's very cost-effective and much stronger than anything on the market. So anyway, I give you all the links for that. Um, I wanted to explain the difference, though, between primary... Uh, immune system function and secondary immune system function. Uh, so you kind of understood that concept. Now, uh, going further, some other links that you can look at. National Institutes of Health in the U.S. warn of a human-to-human H7 and 9. So now they're warning about that in the United States. National Institutes of Health are saying human-to-human transmission has been confirmed. Uh, scientists alarm new strain of killer flu created in a Chinese lab. Hybrid virus, that's a whole other ball of wax. Don't have really time to get into that. This next one. CT's protein science is arming for bird flu vaccine. Centers for Disease Control contributed killed samples of the H7N9, which is the one I just talked about. They're saying it's airborne and it's human to human. Centers for Disease Control, Satan, essentially, contributed killed samples of H7N9 so a company could craft its biochemical agent to, quote, combat it. Now remember, these are the very people that are going to try to kill and annihilate the planet and are doing that. Depopulation. New World Order, Georgia Guidestone guidelines reduce world population to 500 million, the first commandment. This is going to be a main way it's done through pandemics. Has to be. You know? Um, Meridian flu vaccine maker Protein Sciences says it is ramped up and ready to produce enough quantities of vaccine as necessary to prevent more to prevent and i put in there more lies a pandemic from the deadly h7n9 bird flu virus that has taken root in china so they're already ready and ramped up and ready to go to produce enough vaccines to vaccinate everyone and like i said that's how they spread it via the vaccines and then what happens is is let's say you get the flu shot this happened from several people just in the last year that emailed me. Yeah, I knew how to co-worker. They got the flu shot. They became a literal Petri dish breeding chamber for it because it was in the flu shot. They got the flu shot. They became an incubation chamber and a vector for transmission of it. And then their co-workers got sick because then they were like the actual source of it. That can happen too. Particularly if it's airborne. So understand, that's another reason they're gonna, they want to vaccinate people. 
The company claims that in just 100 days, it, is, it renovated and outfitted Pfizer's Inc. former Pearl River, New York facility to produce three lots of antigens for its flu block brand seasonal anti-flu treatment. So there's a lot gearing up now on the vaccination side. Not a lot on the news, but these are all valid links you can check. Most of this is mainstream news, what they're admitting to here. Um, so, heavy-duty stuff here. Uh, next link, why are we why we are sitting ducks for China's bird flu potential pandemic. Now, I'll give you my link for um, avian flu, killer of millions. Some people wanted to know, where can I get the DVD? The only place I know of at this point is Prophecy Club. And I actually found the actual DVD on the Prophecy Club, and I gave you the link to their, um, to that if you want to purchase that. We actually, I'm actually up there speaking in Topeka, Kansas. Um, most of the stuff I get into is just as valid today. It, it, it would give you a good understanding of what we're dealing with here and, and the agenda behind it. Because I don't just talk about avian flu, I talk about a lot of other agendas that figure into that calculation. Um, and then you can also watch it for free. You're not going to see me speaking, but you're going to hear me with the PowerPoints. And it's more of an updated version. It's still up on YouTube. I give you the link to that. You can watch it for free. And then also my presentation on colloidal silver, mild silver protein, its uses, and its history. And I give you the, the, all that is free, and all the links there are free. So um, that is it. We're all the way to the end, page 39, six parts. And... Um, I'll go ahead and close this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day and all you've given us. We thank you for your mercy and your goodness, Lord. I do pray that, um, Lord, you take this information and use it for your glory, Lord, for um, the sake of people that need help in whatever area they need help in, Lord. I just pray that you bless them. I pray you bless my listeners. I pray if there's anyone listening to this broadcast that is not saved, that they would go up to contending for truth.com and click on the salvation tab, Lord, and that you would save their souls for it. Your will that not one would perish or that all would, that all would come to repentance or Lord, put someone in their path, Lord, that would lead them to the Lord. Um, I pray you forgive us, Lord, for any and all sins we've committed and that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable and pleasing in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our redeemer, that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults, that they would not have dominion over us uh, that your name would be glorified through the body of Christ, through my listeners, through this ministry, for wherever your truth or your word is being preached worldwide, and that you'd use this mightily to win many people to the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.